Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I am your host, Pastor Mark, and this is going to be a great show today. In fact, I've entitled it, The Bible Christians Used to Follow. And in this show, we're going to take a look at a very interesting set of instructions that Paul, the Jewish apostle sent to instruct the Gentiles, gave to them. The implications and ramifications of Paul's exhortation to the Gentiles, are borderline revolutionary, spiritually speaking. If Gentile followers of the Jewish Messiah take to heart what Paul is saying here, they will do a 180-degree turnaround and embrace Israel and her scriptures as the foundations of their faith. Torah Talk is committed to helping Christians understand the Jewish roots of their faith and to return to them decisively with passion and humility. The return to covenant faithfulness among Christians is just beginning, and we are here to pour some gasoline on the fire of that return. So, let's jump into our show. What is this passage that I'm referring to? This passage in Pauline uh, theology, uh, Pauline epistle, uh, it's just absolutely astonishing when you begin to understand it. It's found in 1 Timothy chapter 3. And I'm just going to begin reading uh, verse 14 down through 17. And we'll, we'll kind of work through this passage. And I think that you're going to find this intriguing and really, in, in many ways, transformational. So let's begin. He's speaking, Paul here, the apostle, is speaking to a young pastor Timothy, and he's instructing Timothy in regards to pastoring. And he says to Timothy, you, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Messiah Yeshua, which is in Christ Jesus. So, what are these sacred writings? Paul refers to this body of literature as sacred. And he says that this, this body of literature, these sacred writings, are able to impart wisdom leading to spiritual renewal and spiritual transformation. You know, it's interesting these sacred writings are what Christians refer to as the Old Testament. Now, that's a problem. Number one, it's a misnomer. It's not even true. They are not the Old Testament. They might contain uh, teachings related to that Older Testament, but that entire collection of books 
has never been referred to as the Old Testament except in the mouths of Christians. That's right. Christians refer to these sacred writings as the Old Testament. And I think that that is very sad. Old has a negative connotation. It doesn't always have, but in regard to the scriptures, it's a negative connotation. In fact, think about this. Would you rather have old clothes or new clothes? Would you rather have an old car or a brand spanking new car? Would you rather have an old house or would you rather have a new house? That's right. Now, when you think about that and apply it to the scriptures, who wants to invest their time and energy in the Old Testament when you can invest your time and energy in the New Testament? And truly, that's what's happened over 2,000 years. The church has given most of her time and attention to about one-third of the scriptures. And and that's problematic for a variety of reasons. You know, the, the result, listen, the result of this idea that the sacred writings are old, uh, the result has been that Christians have neglected and even rejected the sacred scriptures as relevant for their lives. Is it any surprise, think about it, is it any surprise that the Christian church is so confused and far away from true power and transformation? Is it any surprise that the church has been in the past one of Israel's chief persecutors? Yeah, you know, when you neglect and even reject two-thirds of the sacred scriptures, you're going to lose your way. You're going to get all mixed up. And that's exactly what has happened for almost 2,000 years now. Paul here goes on to say, let's jump back to this text. Paul goes on to say to the Gentiles, to Christian Gentiles, verse 16, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. All Scripture is inspired by God. All Scripture originates in God and comes from God. It's inspired by God, and it's profitable for instruction, for revelation, instruction, who He is, who we are, what He expects of us, the world we live in. It's good for reproof, you know, for that for that gentle nudging to, you know, address matters in our lives that need to be addressed so that we can be more fully human, so we can be a better neighbor, so that we can be, be a better husband uh, uh, to, to our, our wives and a better father in our families, a better mother in our families and, and so forth, right? It's good for correction. It's good for training in righteousness. It's good for training in how to live right so that we can become mature in him, fully human, fully empowered by God, to live out who we are and what he's called us to be. So all of Scripture is inspired to do that. Now, here's here's the interesting point. All Scripture? What's that a reference to? What's that a reference to? What was the Bible that they had in their day? What were the Scriptures that they had in their day? (laughs) That's right, the Old Testament. Yeah, it's what they called the Tanakh. 
you see the Tanakh is an acronym for the first five, five books of Moses, which, which we call the Torah. That's the first five books. It's the, it's the foundation of all the rest of the scriptures. And then you have the Nevi'im. Those are the writings of the prophets. And then you have the Ketuvim, which are the writings in general. And so you have this collection of books that have come down to us into the first century uh, that was known as the Tanakh, or what we would call the Hebrew Scriptures, or what Paul would call the Sacred Scriptures, what Christians mistakenly call the Old Testament. Now, I want to remind you that Paul is saying to the believing Gentile, let's read that passage again, verse 16, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweak it a little bit and paraphrase it so that you can catch the impact, the import of what's being said here. Paul's saying here, the Tanakh, all of the Tanakh, not just the Torah, but the Nevi'im and the Ketuvim, all of the Tanakh is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Now, now let, me, let me say it again, and, and, and I want to use the misnomer, of course, but it'll get the point across. All of the Old Testament is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, reproof, and correction for training in righteousness. And who's he speaking to? Believing Gentiles. Directing believing Gentiles to what they call the Old Testament. What they left behind. What they've neglected for 2,000 years. What many have simply rejected out of hand. All scripture was a reference to the Bible that they had back in Paul's day. That would have been the Tanakh. That was the Bible all Christians embraced and followed in Paul's, in Paul's day, including the Gentile Christian. So here's the big question. Isn't it time you check it out in the way that Paul expected you to? Sh sh shouldn't you uh, look at what Paul's saying and reinvest, return to, and begin to pour your heart into this study of the sacred scriptures, which is actually able to impart wisdom leading to salvation, which is profitable for teaching, for reproving, for correction, for training you in how to live your lives in a way that is right and good. Wow, that, that is truly amazing in every way. See, that's what defined apostolic Christianity, the Christianity within the era of the apostles. Yeah, and that is a, kind of a different brand, if you will, a different stream of Christianity than what we have today. I say it's time to return to our roots, to listen to the great apostle to the Gentiles as he instructs us to return to not just the apostolic scriptures, but actually the Tanakh itself, the scriptures of Israel. Now, let me just come down to some conclusions and applications. If Paul, the Jewish apostle to the Gentiles, is important to you, is it not time to heed his ex exhortations? Let me tell you some truths. Number one, it is time to return and embrace the Bible that Paul and Jesus embraced, the Hebrew scriptures of Israel. And number two, it's time to start calling the Old Testament by its traditional name, 
the Tanakh, the Tanakh, T-N-K, Tanakh. I mean, come on, please call it anything. The Hebrew scriptures, call it the sacred writings, anything but the Old Testament. You know what I did years and years and years ago, probably two decades ago, maybe more. I noticed that in my Bible, between what they had categorized as the Old Testament and New Testament, they had a piece of paper in there that separated the two. And uh, uh, referring, of course, to the previous books as Old Testament and, and, and the books ahead of it as the New Testament. I ripped that out of my Bible. I ripped it out. Why? Because the Bible is one. From Revelation all the way back to Genesis. From Genesis all the way forward to Revelation. It is one word from one God inspired by his spirit without error. Those are the sacred writings. And so I want to encourage you to embrace all of the Bible, not just one-third of it. You're not going to make it by embracing one-third of it. You need the full revelation of who God is, who we are, who Israel is, how we're related to them, this great plan of salvation, not only for the Jew first, but also for the Gentiles. You're going to need the whole book. So it's time that we, we, we uh, return. I want to state this emphatically, just in case you possibly might misunderstand me or worse than that, uh, misrepresent what I'm saying. Here it is. The apostolic scriptures, the gospels, the epistles, all the way through revelation, the apostolic scriptures are equally inspired and authoritative, but their foundations and contexts are the antecedent books of the Tanakh. Perhaps the words of Jesus have some application here. He said, quote, If you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? How, notice, if you don't believe his writings, you, you know what? Most, most Christians don't believe the writings of Moses. Not, not that they're like against Moses. They just don't see Moses as being relevant. They don't read his writings. They, they, they couldn't believe his writings because they don't even read his writings. I want to encourage everyone. Read Moses. Catch the historical and cultural and theological contexts of the words of Jesus and the apostles by reading Moses and the later prophets, by reading the writings, those books contained in the Tanakh, they are the cultural, historical, and theological framework for understanding Jesus and the apostles. You see, there seems to be a key connection between the earliest words in the Tanakh, i.e. Moses, and Jesus' words. If we do not understand Moses, how will we understand Jesus? You see, the two seem pretty tight and even interwoven. I don't think you can separate them. Are you interested in knowing more? Check us out 
at www.graftedin.com. That's G-R-A-F-T-E-D-I-N.com. Or come and visit us on a Shabbat. You'll never be the same. If you're out of the area, follow us on our website, our podcasts, Facebook, or find a congregation and community that loves and highly esteems the sacred writings, the scripture, the Tanakh, as well as the apostolic scriptures, and join it. Pray and support organizations like us that are committed to Yeshua the Messiah, Israel, and her scriptures, to Moses and Jesus. In fact, Moses and Jesus and nothing less. Well, that concludes our program this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now, pray with us, give financially, and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I'm your host, Pastor Mark, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah, Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.